Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. God has begun a great work in each of us. As a member of His great church, You're not joining a meeting of the 4-H club, the Rotary club, the Lions club. This is not a meeting for the PTA or the FFA. We have no secret handshakes, mystical codes, or clandestine meetings. No, this is the church of the living God. And we know that it's in the church God changes us. God works on us. We've not been rebranded. We've not received a makeover. Rather than just to change life, we have an exchange life. Christ's life for ours. We are in Christ and we have Christ in us. We have not been just reformed, we've been transformed. Old things have passed away and all things are new. We have a new identity in Christ. There are dozens of verses that show that, but how about a few quick references? John 15, we're part of the true vine, we're a branch of his life. Romans 8, We are heirs with Christ. 1 Corinthians 3 and 6, we are God's home, His Spirit, His life dwells in us. 2 Corinthians 5, we're a new creation. Ephesians 2, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ to do His work that He planned beforehand. Philippians 3, we are citizens of heaven. Colossians 3, we don't live for ourselves. The old life is dead and gone, and our life is now hidden with Christ in God. 1 Thessalonians 5, we are children of light, not darkness. Hebrews 3, holy partakers of a heavenly calling. 1 Peter 2, we are God's building material, and he's building us up as a spiritual house. That's what God has done for you, not just to change the life, but an exchange life. Something is happening inside of you. Something is happening within you and without. The favor of heaven is coming down. I thank God for what he is doing inside of the church. But I also thank God for what he's doing outside of the church, outside of the periphery of our concerns, outside of the four walls. We're facing a changing world and a world that is changing fast, faster than we can imagine. To prepare us to respond to this ever-changing world, God is stretching his family. God is stretching each and every one of us to become the people we need to be. Hello, my name is Ken Gurley, and here on Daily Devotion this week, we've been talking about stretching ourselves. And there's no more beautiful verse in this subject than Genesis 49:22, where we read about Joseph. He's a fruitful vine. A fruitful vine beside a spring whose branches climb over the wall that stretch beyond all barriers and all limitations. God wants us focused beyond the walls. The Crystal Cathedral was built in Orange County, which was at the time an enclave for evangelical Protestants. Mainline Protestants had begun to lose favor and these mega churches were popping up everywhere. Schuler's theme back then was turning hurts into halos, and in this self-help, self-esteem environment, thoughts and minds turned inward. 
They didn't really apparently see what was going on around them. The demographics changing, the crescent moons began to appear in Orange County. Buddhist temples proliferated. The demand for Catholic parishes multiplied as immigrants settled in the area. And all the while, the people looking through the glass at Crystal Cathedral were declining in numbers. Eventually, that cathedral was sold and repurposed to the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange County. It was named Christ Cathedral and now has multiple masses daily in English, Spanish, Vietnamese, and Mandarin. The story is old. The story is new. But it's one of the hard and fast rules for church life. If we ever cease to look like the community in which we find ourselves, we will die. It's called the castle complex or the fortress mentality, where we don't like what's going on out there, and so we wall ourselves in. If any child of God does that, they will wither on the vine. If any collection of children of God, a church, the ecclesia, do that, they will fade away. We would go the way of Kodak and blockbusters if we don't pay attention to what's going on beyond the walls. This is the reason that it matters very, very much, because the world is changing and changing fast, and we must stretch ourselves to reach this ever-changing world. But there's another reason, because God did not call us to remain within the walls, to be silos of his blessings. He did not call us to be museums of his past performances. No, he called us to reach our Jerusalem for the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. What's in our hearts and inside the four walls of the church needs to get out there. You and I were called to reach otherward and outward, that our focus should always be beyond the walls. And this is where the life of Joseph is so picturesque and meaningful to live a life that scales beyond every barrier. When you think of Joseph, he was the one sold into slavery as a young man. But when his father died, he laid his hands on Joseph and said, you're a fruitful vine. You're a fruitful vine beside a spring, but your branches are climbing over the wall. A fruitful vine. On the church property that I pastor, old strawberries were planted a century ago in the wake of the great storm of 1900. Occasionally, one of those old strawberry plants will show up on the property. A strawberry plant grows by sending out runners. The runner will eventually enter the ground, form roots, and a new plant emerges, more fruit than the runners take off again. And it repeats this process again and again. You and I are like those vines. We were meant to keep spreading out, to scale any border and barrier, to keep sending out runners, looking farther and farther on the periphery, to go up and over any obstacle. Our witness, our Bible studies, reaching for a new convert, one small group after another, planting what God has placed within us beyond the walls. It was Mr. Kimball, a Sunday school teacher in 1858. He talked to a Boston shoe clerk about the Lord. That clerk, Dwight L. Moody, became an evangelist and in England in 1879 awakened evangelistic zeal in the heart of Frederick Meyer, pastor of a small church. 
F.B. Meyer preached on an American college campus and challenged a young student named J. Wilbur Chapman. Chapman, who was engaged in YMCA work, employed a former baseball player named Billy Sunday to do evangelistic work. And the list of influence goes on and on, reaching for the next, reaching over the walls, scaling any obstacle and barriers, and touching the next life. We need to be stretched beyond our walls. This is a problem for us. We like to stay confined within the walls. I don't say that to indict us. It's just how we're wired. Left to our own devices, we may would go nowhere. That was the problem in the original First Church of Jerusalem. They were commanded to reach outward, Acts 1 and 8, but they stayed still, cloistered within their four walls. And it's no different today. There's a church not far from where I pastor, and growing up in this area, it was considered the most majestic and beautiful church in our area. It was a citadel, a beacon, a bastion of light and darkness. The ministries that flowed out of that church into the community had tremendous impact. But changes started taking place, and the church didn't respond. Urban flight occurred, and the church ceased to look like the community surrounding it. I was visiting an elder in the hospital years ago. His sister was there, and she happened to attend that once majestic church that I'm speaking about. She started asking me questions about the church I pastored. Are there a lot of kids running around screaming? I said, yes. She asked, are there a lot of crying babies that disrupt the service? I said, sometimes. Then she paused and got all teary-eyed and said, I'd give anything to hear a crying baby in church again. At that time, the church had dwindled from its once magnificent crowd to a group of a hundred people or so. Then it got smaller and smaller until finally it took its last breath, all because they were more like oak trees with the mindset, I shall not be moved, than vines that would scale any wall and would keep reaching out. They say that 80% of the words that we speak each day are shared with only five people and that we have very few words for others. It's Tom Rayner who said that only one person is reached for the Lord per 85 people going to any church in America. Why is that? Because we're not talking to people. Are we insecure? Are we shy? Are we backwards? Those are generous interpretations for our silence. But we may also be self-absorbed and indifferent. Those may be less flattering descriptions. So many lives saved. Because a question is asked, do you need help? Can I help you? Is there anything I can do for you? You need to overcome the walls of your inhibitions. You need to overcome the walls of biases and preconceived notions. Scale the walls. Get outside of the walls. There is no plan B. You and I are it. God will reach the world through you and me. We have to love people. We have to accept them as they are. Paul said that in Romans 15, accept one another just as Christ accepted you. How did Jesus find us? We weren't in too good a shape. This is a hospital for the sinners, not a hotel for the saints. It's the end when we can find someone hurting and wounded and bring them into our church family. 
But in a sense, our ministry is not found inside the church, but it's beyond the walls of the church. In discussing stretching ourselves, the greatest and costliest change will come within our own hearts and minds when we realize that walls, barriers, paradigms, biases, prejudices cannot keep us back. We were meant to scale every wall. Salvation Army founder General Booth was fond of telling a true story of a man leaving Australia bound for home. He had worked in the gold mines and acquired a fortune. Around his waist, he carried a huge belt of gold, heavy, comforting, rewarding. But the ship sprung a leak and started to break apart. The lifeboats had floated away, yet they were close to a piece of land, and this strong man thought he could fight his way through the waves to the island. He was about to spring into the water when a little girl whose mother had been lost in the storm asked him, Sir, can you please save me? He looked at his belt of gold. He looked at the child, then at the belt and at the child again. And he threw the belt of gold overboard, took the little girl on his back, stepped beyond the wall of that crumbling ship, struggled to the waves and reached the land. He was spent, exhausted. But the next day, when he regained consciousness, he found the little girl watching him closely. She put her little arms around his neck and her lips to his cheek and said, I'm so glad you saved me. And that was worth more than all the gold in Australia. God is stretching us. We are fruitful vines, but we were meant to get beyond the walls. I pray that your influence will reach far beyond any impediment, any barricade, any obstacle, and will touch people beyond the walls. That's who you're meant to be. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.